All right, let's start with the Nokar Mantra. Om Namo Arihantanam Om Namo Sitanam Om Namo Ayadiyanam Om Namo Vajayanam Namo Luve Sarvasahunam Eso Panchanamo Karo Salva Pava Panasano Mangalalancha Salvesim Paramam Have Mangalam Paramam Have Mangalam Thank you everybody for coming today. Uh, cementing knowledge is one of the most important and overlooked steps in learning something. In fact, it is something we should tell our kids even though they'll never do it. It'll be one of the million things we'll tell our kids that they'll never do. And because who wants to study for a test, then take the test, then after everything's done, review what you went over, review your notes, what you wrote down two weeks later, when the test is over, there's no reason to do that. But if the goal is to retain knowledge, then that is the important step because that is how we move things into long-term memory. So today for our last class of the semester, we're going to take the time to review everything we've done so far this semester and move that knowledge into our own long-term storage. So I'll go class by class and we can spend a little bit longer wherever there's a class you missed or if you have any questions, a lot of times we think of questions during the week and the class is over and we can't bring it up and sometimes we feel bad about bringing it up the next week or something like that. So now's the time to bring up any questions you have regarding any of the classes uh, that we're gonna go over. So let me share my screen and we can look at our website. and go over these classes here. Okay, so we started here. Um, first, we practiced goal setting. We used an hour of our life to think about our long-term goals and write them down. Uh, whether or not we met those goals is not important. Well, it is important, but the act of writing the goals down themselves is progress, and it's a big win because that shows we're starting to take agency over our own life instead of living our lives reacting to the goals of others. So if we do that three or four times a year, that's just three or four hours, but it'll keep us on track with our with our with the goals that we want to do. Next, we talked about forgiveness and what we gain by forgiving others, which surprisingly, is often more than the other person gains by us forgiving them. Because we can only control our own reactions and our own responses to things, when we forgive other people, we are giving a gift to ourselves. We're doing something beneficial for us. We're letting things go that might uh, trap us. Next here, we talked about the 14 stages of spiritual development. That would be chapter 23 of the book. And uh, we realized that there is a path, okay? Uh, often we think of a more, uh, we think of our spiritual progress as something amorphous or something that we have to feel out. No, there is a path and it's important we know that there's a path and there is a right way to proceed upon the path. And that is the 14 stages of spiritual development. And we learned what it takes to get to each stage and what happens when we go back from a stage and slide, slide down the path, back down the path, which is very easy to do. Next right here, we did a deep dive into Anikanthvad. Now, Anikanthvad is so counterintuitive, so complicated, and so often misinterpreted that we likened it to the graduate school of Jainism. That is, to understand Anikanthvad, I don't know if you remember, we had to talk about three or four basic issues to get them out of the way, and those issues form the building blocks of the discussion needed to understand the issue of Anikanthvad. Specifically, we answered the question in that class, 
How can two opposing statements both be true? Okay, so questions or comments about that first kind of start of our discussion. Those first couple classes we did this semester. Okay, great. So next we learned about how Jainism could help us in an emergency, specifically the winter freeze and power outage that we all experienced. After all, what good is a philosophy if it only helps you in your day-to-day -day life and doesn't apply in an emergency? After that, we returned to our deep dive into Anikantvad and we learned about the five causal factors. Specifically, we answered the question, why do things happen? We learned that things happen because of five reasons, and we thought about how those five reasons affect everything that's going around us today. Next, right here, we thought about the substances of the universe. We thought about all six of them, and we, we thought hard about it, and we learned that only two really affect us. Life and matter, that is, jeev and ajeev. And we tried to see the world that way. as We tried to see the world as priceless life surrounded by worthless matter. And forget all the labels that we give all the matter. It's just all matter. And it's all worthless. So we wondered how our life would change if we could see that truth all the time and not be wrapped up in all of this matter and all of this stuff surrounding us, if we could just see the life around us, and we wondered how our life would change if that would happen. Next, right here, we met our friend, the monkey mind. We learned that our mind is like an animal, that we need to befriend, rather than one that can be fought. Because if we try to fight it, we're always going to lose. It's going to get stronger the more we fight it. We learned how to make our brain work for us instead of um, being ruled by it. That is, we learned how to make our impulses work for us rather than us working for our own impulses. All right, so questions or comments about that middle group? Uh, are you guys being reminded of these things that we learned? Is it is it performing its task of cementing these things into your memory? We learned quite a bit this semester. And if we have taken it to heart and applied it to our life, you would be a totally different person right now than when we started in January. Does anybody remember these classes that we that we these discussions that we made? making the notes of like which which data I need to go back and refresh. So I saw that 14 building blocks. I said, okay, I don't recall that fully. I don't know if I was there or not, but I'm making the notes of the date. So so the, the, the date posted under each class is the date we had the discussion. Is that correct? No, that's not right. Uh, I usually yeah, post them on thir Thursdays and we have them on Sundays. Okay, but that's in that week or week before something. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm making the notes which one I need to go back and return. <laughs> I made a mental, mental note that somewhere is the time when I need to go back to every, each and every one and <laughs> listen to it. All right. So the next, the next class we had was our most popular class, I think because it was the most personal, it generated the most amount of discussion we've ever had. We talked about how Jain principles, such as mindfulness, believing you're a soul, and understanding karma give you superpowers. And that's not a hyperbole. It gives you superpowers to accept the pain that comes into your life. And I used a personal example that I experienced that I went through. And some of you, I think all of you believed that I believed what I was saying. But some of you were skeptical skeptical about 
the conclusions that I reached uh, regarding my experience with spraining my ankle, which is great. I love discussion. I love the chance to try to change your mind about some of the things that we've been going through and try to get you to understand that this is the truth that surrounds you. And we spend most of our time in denial that, well, this is something I do on Sundays. This is something I learn. You know, it helps me out. I do a little bit. It helps me to believe in this thing. It helps my life. And sometimes we don't think we're a soul. And sometimes we don't believe the things that we learn on Sundays. So I hope that if, if you miss this class, then you come back to this class called superpowers and see how you can get your own superpowers. So the week after that, we updated our goal sheet. So that was not well attended. Um, I think most people except two or three here missed that. So remember, we have a goal sheet here. Let me stop sharing here. Remember, we have a goal sheet that we fill out and we already updated it for the summer. So if you missed that class, Take out your goal sheet. You can even do it now during this hour because this hour we're just going to be doing this. So go find it. You know, I won't be offended if you get up and go find it. Go find your goal sheet and see what you did, what you didn't do and refill it out for the summer. And remember, even if you look at the paper on your left and you look at the paper on your right and you write everything the same down because you made you accomplished none of your goals, you still that's a big win. Okay, that you wrote down your goals. So the one thing you cannot do is feel bad about it, is make it be like an ob another obligation that you have to do. Why would your goals be your obligation? Your goals are something you work towards. So never, ever feel bad about not accomplishing what you did. We're going to do these. I real, you know, before I realized that, oh, I would just give it to you and you'd do it on your own. But no, you don't do it on your own because we don't open the book on our own during the week. So we use each class. We're going to do it about three or four times a year. We're going to get our goal sheet out. We're going to rewrite them for the next couple of months. And we're going to see about the progress we made toward that. So do that now if you missed that class. Uh, next, we looked at Karma Up Close. And what were the arguments against believing in the existence of karma? Um, just as most of us don't believe we're a soul, obviously, then if we don't believe we're a soul, most of us don't believe that karma exists. So we found, we noted how much our life would change if we believed in karma and if we believed in being a soul. It's so hard to cross that line, right? Because all of us have the knowledge. Right. We all have the knowledge. We know what's in the book. We've been to the classes we've been. But when it comes to applying, we kind of do it half heartedly throughout the day. We kind of said, oh, I should say my prayers or, oh, you know, I should really think about sitting down to meditate. And there's a because there's a line there. Right. We have the knowledge, but we don't have the belief. And that's totally different. Right. We don't have the belief that our knowledge is true. And so one of the best ways to progress down the spiritual path, I realized, is helping you believe that that knowledge is true, because that will light your lamp to where you will progress down the spiritual path. Instead of, you know, us all dragging each other along together, you'll open the book on your own and you'll start to make these connections about, hey, you know, I think that these two actions that were seemingly unrelated are actually related. And how are they related? Because of karma, because of my actions and my intentions. And so it's very hard to cross over that line into belief. And I think that that's one of the most important things I can try to convince you of and we can try to practice together. And finally, last week, we talked about saving money for college giving our kids allowances and what all of that has to do with Jainism. Uh, humans have a very old relationship with the story of money and that includes us. And we all have some fears and thoughts and expectations for our children about money and how they should handle money. You know, my daughter recently had a birthday and she got a lot of cash for her birthday and she wants to spend it right away. And I have to walk this line of, 
Well, it's her money. She can spend it on what she wants. But hey, let's try to think about what she wants. I had to introduce her to the phrase, you know, let's sleep on it before we purchase a big ticket item. And that's like, those are three or four phrases together that she has no idea what what they're about, right? She's eight. She just turned eight. Uh, so we had to talk about, well, what are, she wants to buy this a hundred, oh, a toy that's over a hundred dollars. So like, what is a big ticket item and what does it mean to sleep on it? And it went very poorly, the discussion. Uh, so I have to keep on trying, keep on trying because it's true. You know, it's her money and she can spend it on what she wants. And I think that's important for her to understand. I'm not holding the money hostage. I just want her to try to make good decisions with money. And so we talked about that last week. We talked about uh, our relationship with money and what that has to do with Jainism. So did anybody have any kind of realizations after the class? Did anybody have any epiphanies during this semester? Or did anybody have any belief that they started believing in some of these things that I'm trying to convince you are true and that are true? Let me let me put the scenario for someone when 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 we went to multiple classes and discuss about soul and the karma theory and our own belief towards it. Um, what if a person does believe have a belief of that that their soul and the karma theory is true, but it is too late to return. That means too late to do anything change to themselves because either they are, their age is whatever it is, whether they are, you know, you know, they're done with everything, what they want to do in life, but now it's too late to change themselves. What do you tell those people uh, when they say something like that? Oh, I believe in Jainism, I believe in soul, I believe in karma theory, but it's too late to change. What do you tell them? Hey Bhavan, I I'm sorry, I don't under, I don't understand okay. the question. So there was a debate with somebody, not my family, but somebody distinct person that in in his gen too I had a discussion with this type of things, and you know, by a profession he is a doctor. The thought about this, and we discuss certain things. So well. You know, I don't think it's it's all true. I do believe, but it's too late for me to change. Well, uh, so I, I guess for his lifestyle, it's too well, late uh, for me to change my lifestyle to work towards this goal because I am already set on a path for certain things that I already believe in, along with this other belief. It's a mindset change. Yeah. So how do you how do you convey or convince such people that this is no time is too late? Can be small steps. Small small steps. You know, most people that think like that, they are uh, goal oriented that want to see like results now. Right. And because they don't see results now, they're like, hey, it's too late for me. At least this is what I've seen. You know, yeah. I don't know, friend. Unless you're talking about me. Uh, <laughs> Are you doctor? <laughs> but uh, but you know, short steps. You know, I, I I mean, I think I said it last week or the week before that. You know, the whole doing the noka every day is a small step for me. You know, uh, it doesn't. It may not solve my uh, you know life growing gene problems. You know, or put me on the right path per se. But it helps me focus on being on the right path. You know, for that period of time. You know. And these are small steps that allows you to go, you know, do those things. And so, I mean, my pitch to someone like that is like, what do you got to lose? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's the conversion of try this out, right? Try it out for a week, then a month, you know, then a year. I mean, if you think about it, we would have, if we do it for one year, it's 40,000 no car. Right. Or 39,000 something, right? Just mathematically, right? You know? So that's a lot of no cars. I don't think I would have ever said that maybe in my entire life, 
that I'll do in one year, you know? Right. Um, yeah, but, like, but like you said, right, they don't see the results of it. Yes, I do it. Maybe they do puja every day too. But maybe they don't realize they are still on the path. They just don't want to acknowledge that, I guess. Because until this COVID happened, you know, the people he was doing puja every day and all of those things happening every day. But when we had the discussion, he said, well, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe it's just a visualization whether you will get something if you do this. It's but not like, like it, the, the fact that someone's thinking that I'm going to do something and get something is fundamentally wrong. Yeah, that's true. Right? So, so that's that's a whole different issue on its own. But the, the relief that you'll get knowing that you're going to help your karma, right? Yeah. That, that is what the goal is, you know? Not because I'm going to get something physically or tangibly or something right. like, you know, my life is going to get better, I'm going to buy a new house or, you know, what, whatever, whatever right. is the short-term mentality. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the belief, along with that belief, you should also have a belief that this does help you in your on your path. So that I, 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 needs to go along with just the believing, you know, soul and the karma theory. I think I think the fact that um, we all spend one hour each week, and Tim probably spends I don't know for the one hour he probably spends three or four hours to prepare for it, allows us to go ahead and have a discussion of doubts or perception yes. that we may all have on our own because we're interpreting something uh, in our own life, right? You know, and you know. Um, Tim, uh, for whatever it's worth, I know that, you know, at the end of the, every class, you say, you know, I don't take it for granted the one hour that I have of your time. Well, I don't think we take it for granted, too. So thank you for everything that you do for us, you know, throughout the year, uh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the one hour, although it may seem like, you know, one hour, I think for many of us, it's it's the thought process throughout the week that adds up to multiple hours that you're converting for us. Thank you very much. I think that to Bhavan's friend, I would have two answers, one theoretical and one practical. The practical answer is that most people actually don't turn spiritual until later in life. It's like a test that they're cramming for. You see, all when people retire or when people, then they turn their thoughts to spirituality. And that's been going on for since as long as there's been religion. So the practical answer is that he's not behind. He's not late. Uh, in fact, he's right on time um, to be turning his thoughts towards spirituality. And the theoretical answer is that, I guess the part two of the practical answer is that we're just talking about habits and it just takes 14 days to start a new habit and to cement a new habit. It takes a little while to unlearn our old habits, but it um, most people uh, underestimate the amount of change that can happen when they do take those small steps. Um, and when they take steps toward the goal every day. And the theoretical answer is that, well, if he believes in karma theory and he believes in Jainism, then he knows that however much nirjur you can do is worth it. Even if it's the last year of your life, you can still do a tremendous amount of nirjura if you have that belief bolstered by the right faith and the right actions. You can do a tremendous amount of nirjura. You can do a lifetime's worth of nirjura in one year if you let go of money, you let go of your material possessions, you let go of your relationships, you let go of all those things. In essence, if you do everything but take diksha in name, you can perform a tremendous amount of nirjura. And what is holding us back from doing that? is all our attachments, right? In fact, it's easier for an older person to get rid of all their attachments, which is, must be why they turn to spirituality later in life. So I would suggest those two answers, one practical on the practical side and one on the theoretical side. Appreciate it. Other questions or comments um, about anything that we learned today. Does anybody have any suggestions for us for our next class that I can work on over the summer 
and implement into our class structure. Did anybody like the challenges? I know we kind of stopped doing them the later classes. Did anybody like, oh, we're doing a challenge. I need to think about these kind of things this week because I know I'm going to come back and make a report on it. Did anybody like or not like those challenges? Are you talking like the monkey challenge? Yeah, yeah. We did it, uh, I think, three or four times where I told you this week's challenge is to acknowledge your monkey mind and acknowledge that it exists and see if you can make it a friend or look out the window one week and realize that there's life out there and that's the only important thing that matters and everything around you is just ajeev or matter and all of it's worthless or things like that. Did anybody like that? Should we continue that? Yes, we should. Okay, so I got one yes. Since that's the only vote, we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> yes, yes, just from everyone. He was representing all of us. I'm in on that too. Okay, so we like the challenge. Okay, so I'll try to make I'll try to be better about uh, this week's challenge is this, and it's based on what we discussed. So we like that. Does anybody want to see anything different? Do you want to, um, because this is your class, right? And so I want you to be happy with it and I want to help you however you need help with your spiritual progress. So does anybody have any ideas? Um, and you can talk to me offline if you want to, that's fine. Um, but I'm always open because the, the reason that this class is online, the reason that we have a website, the reason that this class is now recorded is because of your suggestions. I didn't think of those things on my own. And that helps a lot of people. So if you have any um, other things, similar things, how you want this class to go, now is the time to tell. So um, for me, actually, um, I think you referenced this before, the one hour we, we spend here. It's probably the only one hour some people may spend. And I actually align with that because I don't spend much time during the week. So even though some of this materials repeat year over year, um, it's good reinforcement, at least for me. And uh, it helps me kind of stay on top of the concepts and the understanding because um, if I don't practice or, or try to remember and study it, it's not going to be remembered for me. So I'm happy that you're repeating this stuff. Okay. Great. So we'll definitely keep on with the goal setting during class. We'll definitely keep on with our review of what we learned during class. Great. Happy to hear that. Hey, Tim, uh, this is more of a uh suggestion uh, and it's not a suggestion it's more of a kind of just an idea out there uh would it be would it be uh helpful if we can invite guests sometimes uh you know if somebody is interested i mean obviously we we don't want otherwise it, it becomes a problem but if somebody is interested maybe we can just invite some guests uh, for our for our session. Yes, I think that's great. I think that if you would like to have somebody come talk to us, that would be great. It doesn't necessarily have to be about Jainism either. It could be about just uh, any general topics of interest. I think that would be wonderful, and I'm very open to that. I do ask that uh, we have them talk in English, though. That would be our only yeah. requirement. Sure. I think well, you can bring guests as friends too if you want, Paresh. Excuse me. Yeah, you can bring guests as friends too if you want. Well, speak. Something, Go ahead. Something, yeah, just just the thought process. So, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, when you decide on the topic, uh, it could be couple of days before that or toward the week but if, if if preview is available for us to kind of review that one if any time it is possible let's say you decide something on monday for the next class in those classes probably if you have a preview on it that that we can actually 
kind of put our mindset to it ahead of the time so we can bring more value to these discussions. Um, because mine works, my mind works like that. You know, I think a lot after the fact rather than before or at the time of. And maybe second thing is if we don't, we go through this topic and maybe first 10 minutes of next class, we just refresh this one one more time um, before we join the next topic. That way, at least uh, we can give some feedback or if there is additional. Sometimes that discussion may uh, go more than 10 minutes, but we may put a time bound and do 10, 15 minutes of you know, review. If somebody missed on it, they can actually get that one. Just a problem. Okay. That's a great idea. And it's something that has been brought up before. And so I think I will do that. One of the reasons that I don't tell you what the topic will be is because I'm afraid that you will be like, oh, we're going to talk about karma. I know about that. So I'm not going to attend the class. <laughs> so I want like I have purposefully withheld that. Right. Because I want you to come. Oh, I wonder what class is going to be about today. So let me get on and see what it's going to be about. But yeah. But so that cuts both ways. But maybe perhaps that's an irrational fear of mine. And I should tell you what the class is. So right. So you can think about it. And so we can have maybe perhaps a better discussion. Yeah, and, and if not, I mean, that's fine. I think maybe the next week's class, if we take 10 more minutes to just uh, preview or just review what, what we did for the week or the last class, will help new audience as well as what you have done reinforce that, that week's discussion. Right, and I think if I'm better about the challenges, then that will be our 10 minutes because those challenges will be about that previous class. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's right. That's very good. Yes, Mihir. So one of the things I was discussing with um, uh, some of my friends in other states uh, regarding like kids bachelor and stuff like that. But there was another thing I, I mentioned that we have that class and, uh, you know, right now we're doing virtually. So I didn't know going forward first, if you want to expand this to other states and other, you know, giant centers or uh, obviously the recordings are available. So there could be some interest. We just don't know. I, I don't know if it has been tried before, but it did came up. So I, I was going to mention that. I mean, there could be some folks interested, uh, but then also it depends upon once we go back to class, uh, whenever that happens, uh, if we plan to continue virtual or not. That so I figured out. I was discussing with one of my friends who's a president in Missouri. So uh, I, I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, how we plan to do it, whether we want to expand it to others or not, and uh, something to consider. Sure. Yeah. So let's talk about the future of dad's class. I do expect that it will be face-to-face -face in the fall, and I do expect to continue recording, and I do expect that there will be um, a, a computer on a desk that will record um, for our virtual participants. So it will be us face to face and whoever can't make it or whoever would like to make it online there, they will be on the computer and we'll see their face on the computer. I also expect that it won't be dad's class anymore. I expect that it will be the adults two class, which means that we are going to get women into the class. We're going to get another kind of viewpoint and we are going to have probably more people. Uh, so instead of it, it's dad's class, I think will be over and it will now, I expect it will be adults two class. And what adults two is, is how to apply Jainism in your life, which is what this class has been anyway. Um, so I do expect that to be the future. As far as expanding it to other centers, I think that would be great. I think if people from anywhere in the world want to attend, that's fine. If they don't want to just do the recordings and just listen to it, which many people do, if they want to participate, I think that's great. They can be part of that, the virtual group that we have. Um, I, I don't really see too much of a problem with it. I think the Jane Center will be fine with it. I think that, you know, they may even want to have, may have like an individual membership if it gets really popular, right? They'll say, hey, if, if you're getting these people worldwide, let's just make them members of the Jane Center of Houston. And, you know, and that that will be great. That will be amazing. Um, I do know that 
uh, with all the work that the Patsala committee did, they did quite a tremendous amount of work to get this online, to have it be virtual all year. There have been participants from other states that have been closed, from states like Utah, Washington, D.C., Colorado, and their kids are participating in the Patsala program virtually, and they have had great things to say about it. And so if we, if the Jane Center of Houston wants to be a leader and wants to be a virtual Jane Center, then now is the time. And it, it just depends if the Batsala committee wants to do the work, right? Because it's a lot of work. Um, we have to try to figure out how to integrate both face-to-face -face and virtually together, which probably means setting up technology in the trailers we have outside. We have to get the leadership on board and say, make sure that they don't think that these people from all over the world are not free riding, that we're actually providing them a service and they like it. And that's probably where the membership will come in. Uh, we'll, so we'll have to get the leadership on board um, with having members from different states and different countries. And well, what does that mean? You know, we'll have to look into our documents, right? And see, well, is are, are we even set up to have different mem Jane Center of Houston members in India? And well, if we do have those members, don't we have an obligation to them to provide them all the services we provide to our regular members? So do we even want to go down that path? So it does. I think we could be a leader in this space based on the work that the Batsala committee has done. But it will take, in fact, a little bit more work than they've done. And it just depends on if they have the appetite to take on that work or if they have or if they're going to say, well, we're face to face now, so all this is gone, bye bye, you know? We're not spending any money, we're not doing, putting any more resources into it. So that will be an interesting question, and it'll be more than just us. So, I mean, Hemander has done a great job. He deserves nothing but praise and respect for taking the Patsala program online. Um, but certainly this is another step. And it, it might be him, or it might be some the next coordinator, but it will have to be something that they discuss. So if anybody knows people on the Pasala committee or if anybody knows teachers or something like that, and you would like to see the Jane Center of Houston be a leader in the world in virtual Pasala, now is the time to speak up. So Tibet, I, I think you you mentioned what I, I think I think all of us kinda take it for granted to some extent that our Pachala co coordination team and everybody has done a fantastic job throughout this time. Uh, and it's not just the only thing, but like, for example, somebody who was uh, out of state uh, parent of Pachala kid that participated in our Pachala uh, donated a, a, a pretty large sum uh, to DSH. To so I think uh, it's, it's a time to recognize, and I, I completely agree with you, it's a time to to you know basically offer the services to others if we can because i think we're capable we have about 42 i mean you know more than i do but yesterday i learned from karika it's a 42 teachers uh, uh working with about two, over 300 kids and obviously these are two jainism and bachelor so let's say 2020 if we divide it equally it's 20 teachers for jainism and 20 teachers for for uh so we have a basically a large volunteer group that's managing well and I think as a society, whether we get anything back or not, I think if, if it's a great thing, if we can accomplish it. Uh, coming, coming back to our class, I mean, if, if, you, if you are planning to do that, I think what we could offer is, I mean, right now for Tapa One Shiva, we are working with uh, all the Pachala coordinators, uh, uh, all I think 48 centers or some, some odd centers trying to find, we're creating a list and, and distribute this information. So we almost have a platform to communicate this information, our class, adults class in future, uh, if you want, and we can see the response if there is interest. And that could be a pioneer in terms of, you know, whether before we implement technology in all, each and every class, here's a platform where it can be used, where we interact with other parents, see their interests. Uh, if they want to see that, oh, if they start asking, oh, can, it, can we do this for our kids? Then it, it can become a sort of a, a natural transition to it. Uh, because I, in fact, I was talking to Karika and, and uh, you know, for her class where she has like 40 kids, she's like, well, I, I don't know how I can do virtual and in class in future, which I can understand. So I, I think if, if you're, if as a for adult class, if you're willing to take that step, I think that might be a good 
step forward and then kind of see if that's there is a need that can be served and uh, others things can follow. But I that that's why I wanted to mention it. Sure thing. Thank you. And I will be looking into that. And I'm going my work this summer is going to be on how to integrate face to face and virtual simultaneously so we can uh, serve more people. Hey, Tim. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, um, usual or since we moved here, we've tried to do this uh, dad's pool party uh, at our place. Unfortunately, last year we got uh, washed out literally because of COVID and stuff. Um, this year, Lopa and I are planning to do something. Unfortunately, it's going to have to happen after next weekend. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And if you guys feel comfortable coming, more than welcome. Love to see you guys in person. Um, okay, thanks uh, for that, Nick. Um, hey, Tim, you, you know, I don't want to... Uh, I think the idea of more participants is great. Um, but I also want to just mention that one of the... one of the most attractive features of 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 the dad class and you know we renamed adult class is the intimacy is the small format uh obviously we you know we would love to have in center houston participants increase but you know to be to open it up to other centers or other people around the world i just i just uh, have a, uh, some apprehension in the sense that it, it you know if we get to a size of 100 or 350 let's say it's just going to be very difficult to have the kind of discussion we have and uh, I, I i i'm not i mean i'm not not saying we shouldn't i don't want to be exclusionary obviously but at the same time, I think it'll dilute what we what we accomplish here. That's just my thought. Sure, absolutely. And nobody thinks that you have bad intentions. There are pros and cons to each. When I look at you and I see eight people, we can all we all know each other. We can all give each other individual attention. We all know each other's life, right? But in a class of 100, that's gone, right? So there's pros and cons to each, certainly. And, and nobody thinks you have bad intentions, but you are right to point out that uh, growth is not always the answer. If growth is the answer, there are trade-offs that come with it. You're absolutely right you control their mic you mute them <laughs> so questions or comments about anything that we talked about thank you very much um, for your suggestions I did not know of some of them and I'm glad to hear about them and I'm and I want to know what concerns you and certainly you know just like uh, there are pros and cons to having a dad's class. There's pros and cons to having an adult class. I certainly understand that. There are trade-offs. But I think that decision might be above my pay grade. In fact, I think that this combination um, is coming because I think people like dad's class and there wants there needs to be another adult class. So certainly there are trade-offs in, in every decision we make. So that might, uh, a lot of people might like that. Or some people might not like that. But uh, I think that I personally don't have a choice in what happens. And, uh, you know, I, I, that would be something that would be great. I think I'd welcome it. Um, and I'd keep on being the discussion leader for adult class too. So questions or comments about uh, anything we talked about, uh, anything that uh, uh, we discussed um, today or anything that we just discussed during the semester or anything at all about dad's class uh, before we sign off for the semester. Um, I, would, I would like to... Go ahead, Mayor. Okay. So I'd like to add, first is, I mean, you know, the, I mean, I think about three years in 2017, I, I came to... To Houston and I've started attending and I, I have seen personal growth in my understanding and spiritual uh, growth I mean overall so I mean you know I appreciate you of this class uh, for for helping me in that journey I mean it's I remember I had a discussion with Bob and I think I remember and then you know I joined the first one and then obviously this has been fantastic so 
first of all, thank you for everybody. And like I said, I mean, everybody here is Kalyan Mitra for me. But I would like to thank, I mean, you know, we were talking about teachers appreciation yesterday, Tamir, and it's, it's, we don't, we, we do not take this for granted. I do not take this for granted that what service you provide, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, spending so many hours planning the conversations, putting things online for those who are interested in, uh, <clears throat> I think you really deserve a lot of credit for it and continuing this for over and over and, and, you know, having even considering investing a summer to planning for the next, next year. So it's, you know, I am really appreciative of your efforts and thank you so much for your service and uh what you do for for all of us and uh yeah thank you oh thank you very much i really appreciate that yeah, i was going to say the same thing uh, but we want to thank you for all the efforts this is the last class you mentioned right next week we are out um i thought there was a june 6 was the last one but i may be wrong uh, yeah, so I think that's graduation, and so, um, yeah, so this will be the last yeah. class. Our class is the last one. Okay, that's very good. Yeah, and, and in the summer, too, uh, if we think about it, if we need to have a session, we can coordinate. We have a good WhatsApp group. We can do that, too. Um, hopefully, the things get better as, uh, as we see it, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to see each other in person soon, so... Appreciate everyone uh, for coming to the class, participating, and especially team you to conducting this. Uh, we appreciate sincerely appreciate that. Absolutely, thank you so much. And it's worth revisiting uh, how we came to this point. Remember, there used to not be an adults class. So there used to be when you were done, usually with high school. Um, well, I, how, I don't know how far history you want to go. We can talk about the history of dad's class, but it was Dimple Cheddar a very good friend of mine who said, why isn't there an adults class? And people have said that before, but she did the work to reach out to people to set it up. And so there was an adults class and it was Janish uncle who, who helped teach um, the first adults class. And um, Janish uncle then taught dad's class before this. And then he wanted to work on other things and so I, uh, Hemander asked me to take on dad's class and I said, great, um, um, I'm, ha I'm happy to do that. And so it's worth revisiting how we came to this point. And it's been, uh, that was over, I want to say it's over five years ago now. So uh, it's interesting how it's evolved. And I, I'm glad to see that there's been carried, carryover from uh, the first adults class to Janish Uncle's class to this class. Yeah, uh, Tim, let me uh, also just mention what everybody has, and I echo what everybody has said before. Uh, we are incredibly, I'm incredibly uh, grateful for you to be doing this. Uh, you know, I'm one of those people um, that didn't really uh, with Jainism until later on in my life. And uh, I, I credit you and the class to actually uh, with a lot of uh, with a lot of that. Uh, so uh, it's it's been a practical uh, uh, impact. It has had a practical impact on me. I can tell you that. You know, I I I mentioned that last last year also, and I'll mention it this year. You know, the one thing that was incredibly important and powerful for me is what you said your your actions are your thoughts are not your uh, sorry um uh, your thoughts are not you and uh, they uh, you know that's just one of the examples but a lot of other discussions have been extremely helpful so no i appreciate very much and uh, thanks again for all what you did oh thank you so much and that's an incredible example and what you guys have given me is a gift, right? And so I'm incredibly invested in your spiritual progress as well as my own because you help me too. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Hey, hey Tim. So thanks, like everybody said. Thanks to others as well for sharing their views. So so appreciate that as well. But but now bigger concern is going to be 
this year so far, I spent one hour, right, thinking about this. And now for next two, three months, I think I'm going to not even do that one hour. So forget about opening the book, which I did once when you challenged me. Uh, but uh, beyond that, I, I just want to make, I, I'll try my best that I don't uh, lose the progress that we have made at least once a week, one hour at least. So I don't know, like Bavin said, if you want to get together once in a while, just to catch up kind of thing and see, uh, make sure there's not a big gap between this semester and next, or maybe through WhatsApp, where we can have this challenge of something, a topic or so, and maybe we can give our two cents if we at least read it or not. So anything just to keep that momentum going, because personally, me, I'm very good with going backwards in terms of progress. So uh, whatever, just for suggestions, anything we can do to help each other. Sure, absolutely. That's a great point. So what are you going to do at, on Sundays at 10.30 now? So are you going to sleep in or are you going to use this to use this hour that you've already have blocked off from your family, from your family responsibilities? Are you going to use this hour to further your personal goals that you wrote down on that sheet? So this will be a good test for you, right? Just like it's a good test for us every week. Did we open the book or not? You know, so this will be a good test for us. So I think it would be great to monitor how you're doing and how you're feeling and really see what you're up to on Sundays at 1030. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much, everybody, for your time this week. Uh, do, do we have anybody else? Yeah, I want to say something. Sure. Uh, thank you for your daily, uh, weekly, one hour teaching us your valuable times. We learn so much things and uh, spirituals and some personal development also. And we learn from the our team member also, participants. And thank you to you and uh, thank you for the time. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. That's very nice of you. And thank you to everybody who shares their own stories because that helps us progress and it helps me me progress, too. Just a real quick add. Um, same same concept. Additionally, the, the, having a class, having to be a uh, chance to meet others is also a good opportunity. So thank everyone for joining. So we get to, if not learn about Jainism, but at least get to connect with individuals and meet others in our society and uh, continue that bond. Thank you for that. Sure, absolutely. And that's a, um, that's an important part too, you know, and that's why we're going to have the dad's class pool party over the summer because sometimes it's good to let loose and see how our families are doing and get together. Bring your everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great, uh, have a great summer and we'll see you very soon. All right. Thank, Thank you. you.